Good evening, I'm Wilma Fongerdoo, battle cat carrying button wrangler for tonight. No, mooncake. Sit. Oh, I'm not apologising for what mooncake just did. That is going to leave a mark on the leather. I'm Wang Kerr and I'm contemplating the meaning of the words change is inevitable. But only because I tried to pay for my ale with a 500 credit bill earlier. Plus a charge. I'm Normus Knockers, and I'm wondering what all the fuss was about. But I'm sure it'll become clear. And I'm Sandy Crevice, and I know what all the fuss is about, and I'm still chuckling. And I'm Rudolf Hucker, and I am staying well out of pan range. Pan Clang Drama as Sutton Superhero issues a dropping that won't soon be forgotten. Mudslinging starts as presidential campaign heats up. Too hot, too messy, week 55 update. LCU No Fool Like One gets an A star in Grelic Studies. Hutton Tech Mashup as we discover how many techs does it take to run a live stream. Paint protest pushes fancy Farragut to Founder's World. Lift the bust for the cup, uh, mug. First this evening, reports have been coming in from the Pilots' Federation Social Club, predominantly based online, but occasionally in person, that a masked superhero has been stalking the halls of Hutton, acting as vigilante enforcer of the number one rule. Clad in a fetching spandex superhero costume and carrying a rather oversized handbag, this masked hero has been lurking in the shadows waiting to pounce on people, or persons, who persistently failed to follow the most important rule in the galaxy. Be excellent to each other. In an incident caught on camera earlier today, after pictures of a number of the commanders visiting Sol last weekend for ECM were published on the internet, one particularly naughty keyboard warrior was seen to post up a rather scathing message about not realising that people have extensive experience in benefiting from a well-earned head of grey hairs and the kind of wrinkles that Alec Turner could use to put together an exciting Starship racing event were allowed to own pilot's licences. Cue a dart from the shadows, a resounding clang with a combat pan, and the pithy superhero reply, we even allow juveniles too. This Hutton hero's actions were caught on camera, Sent to J. Jonah Jameson, great-great-great-great-great-grandson of the famous Jameson, Jameson family and distant relative of the famous engineer Laurie Jameson, who demanded to know this person's identity and railed against unregulated vigilantism on the corridors of our stations. Everyone else, however, was rolling around in laughter at the hapless troll, and indeed the superhero known only as Pan Lady has been given honorary access to a number of permit lock systems, the keys to Shinrata, and of course the PAN signal has now been installed on the PFSC's message boards being broadcast whenever anyone is in trouble from trolls. 
Clues to the identity of the pan-wielding individual are scarce at the moment, though the spandex outfit appears to have the letters C-M-D-R-F-L-O-S-S-Y emblazoned on the front, and the oversized handbag seems to have a little bit of crochet peeking out from one corner. She even managed to stop for a selfie with passing celebrity icon Norman Lovett. We understand she whispered some secret words into his ear, which we couldn't catch on the corridor security microphones, but he did give a huge grin afterwards, leading us to believe that he's the only one in the galaxy who knows her secret identity. In previous weeks, we've reported on various items from the campaign trails for federal president, postulating and sometimes downright guessing at what's going on in the corridors of power and at the headquarters of those who want to occupy it. First up, LCU No Fool Like One had the publicity trail last week with an in-person and face-to-face visit to ECM event in Seoul where he hand-delivered a set of grelics and spent the day glad-handing commanders and persuading them that his politically charged new game only available for the cost of one vote in the forthcoming election, was this season's must-have piece of social gaming brilliance. Set up as a whodunit, commentators have been fast to notice that the winning combinations have included President Hudson in the hot tub with the ladies of the night, Zach Rackham in the bank vault with a balaclava, and similarly scurrilous political rumours, which of course he utterly denies being the origin of they were all created by his patented Galpi, Galpi-A-I system, a pseudo-AI chatbot that's fed Galnet news articles and turns them into witty banter. Opponents have been fast to hit back with accusations that he was just there for all the loot from the raffle, and they feel that his use of campaign funds donated to charity in order to waltz off with swag is an underhand way of enriching himself while simultaneously benefiting those in need massively. The Rotter. Zach Rackham has been mired in a controversy of his own this week after rumours that he used to be a pirate. Um, I thought we all knew that already. After all, being called Calico Zach was rather a big giveaway, and he is using the presidential campaign to launder all his dirty laundry and reinvent himself as a good citizen. His own campaign team have replied on unofficial channels to suggest that they and Mr. Rackham believe that everyone should be able to turn over in good leaf, and having their first-hand experience of converting members of the code to sensible hunting behaviour, we're not entirely against the idea that bad boy done good isn't actually a good thing. We're locking up the silverware when he next comes to visit them. As for President Hudson, he appears to have been charged with all sorts of offences by systems bordering on federal space from having the kind of face that makes babies cry to, you turn me into a new. So far, he has been charged with 91 offences and it is likely that he will be sentenced in absentia for all of them, apart from the one about the newt, as that person got better. He is refusing to take part in presidential debates at the moment and is spending most of his time throwing his former campaign team under buses, or little yellow BP cars and stations, to try and distract from the fact that he got absolutely no clue how to get out of his legal troubles and against such forceful personalities as LCU and Kalikozak has absolutely no chance of winning. Unless he cheats. A reminder to both Kalikozak and LCU do not board any ships heading through federal space 
as you never know when a federal outpost might mistake your approaching beluga for a Thargoid. It's been 55 weeks and it's come to our notice that during this bit of the news, a number of commanders have been taken to dashing to the bar to get a drink and not paying attention to the numbers. Which, after 55 weeks of them going up a bit each week, and many of the same names cropping up, we sort of understand. So I've been hunting for some stories from the Too Hot, Too Messy mission, and I'd need more. Did something funny happen on the way to one of your deliveries? Were the locals less than welcoming and chase you off with spears? Did you discover that a 10G world and your delivery asp don't make good bedfellows? Pop into our Discord and send us your stories. There are rumours that the supply of commemorative hot mugs is running low. And Alvin has asked us to make some changes, so stay tuned in the forthcoming weeks. But the mission to deliver 10 a week of each might be deemed to be just not truckery enough. So, after 55 weeks and a short break due to the Commander's Convention in Seoul, Too Hot, Too Messy, the Hutton-led initiative to deliver a mug and Centauri Megagen to all the stations in the galaxy has reached over 90,000 deliveries. Over 80,000 new Odyssey stations have been added in that time, 45,000 of them through the Too Hot, Too Messy initiative. Last week's delivery numbers were much better despite the distractions with over 1,700 mugs and gin, pushing up the weekly average to over 1,400 a week. There's not been much change in the overall running order of commanders or squadrons, but of note this week is Commander Val Silvana, mug winner from two weeks ago, who has jumped from 11th to 6th adding 600 deliveries to their tally in just two weeks, taking it to over 2,000. Welcome also to Commanders Bicky and Woolies, who have joined the effort. At the convention in Seoul, discussions amongst two hot, too messy top commanders, uh, nice to see you all, uh, which inevitably turned to funny things that happened on the way to deliver a mug. I was approaching the pad like I'd done thousands of times before. The night side of the planet, nothing out of the ordinary, had two, auto-dock engaged, and then I'd gone to check the 0-G zero, zero crickets results. Then something, an odd feeling, nothing tangible, a slight rumble in the ship perhaps, told me that something was off, and then I noticed the telltale blue flowering of my rail sh rear shields, 87%, scavs. Still 20 metres above the pad, I mashed the throttle and climbed into a tear, deploying my dumbfire batteries. As it was night side, I kept off my ship's lights knowing the scav's combat lights and the blue shimmer of their shields would give them away. Turning towards the pad, I noticed that the settlement lights were still on. Hmm, odd. If scavs were about. Closer and closer, closing to 200 metres, still no incoming fire and no sign of scavs. This is very weird. I flipped on the ship's lights and there, in the middle of the pad, is a bloody big rock. Manoeuvring around pad 2 to get a look at a good look and to make sure I hadn't been overdoing it on the Megagin and Onion Head. It was still a bloody big rock. As big as a station building, right in the middle of the pad. Had it fallen there? Well, no, there was no crater, no damage, the pad lights and landing markings went right up to it. Had someone missed the clear sight stage of the construction? Clearly. Well, what to do? Well, this bug isn't going to deliver itself, so I called up traffic control for a pad, and I got pad 2 again. 
Okay, well, I have shields, let's see. I deployed a drone camera to get a better view and, yes, I was trying to land on the big rock, bumping my shields. I cancelled docking again and hung around for a while until another ship arrived and it was assigned to pad 2. I was then assigned pad 3, landed and delivered mug number 8672 and the gin. And watched, waiting, until the ship on pad 2 depleted its shields and exploded. I bet the pilot regretted that auto dock loo break. I mean, who hasn't? And as the hot runs appear to be inextricably linked to the too hot, too messy campaign, the apology officer is popping in the following update. Ooh, why is the seat all squelchy? Right, anyway, there have been 10 hot runs in the last seven days, and they are Noddy Clone, who did two runs, the best of those is 1 hour 23 minutes 52 seconds. The Berk, 1 hour 24 minutes and 4 seconds. Bandicoot did three runs, and the fastest of those was 1 hour 24 minutes and 8 seconds. Vicky got there in 1 hour 24 minutes and 55 seconds. And Steve King did three runs, the fastest of those being 1 hour 30 minutes and 43 seconds. None of these are even close to the record, and we think you're not trying hard enough. One day, though, someone might get there, beating Commander Hardy's winning time of 1 hour 22 minutes and 20 seconds. And that's the Hutton Statistician signing off for now. With exam results for the G levels being released today, students throughout the galaxy are either celebrating, commiserating, or contemplating their futures after it appears that the rampant grade inflation of the early 3300s has turned the corner and the examination board have decided that issuing A grades to absolutely everyone who took their pilot's license exam, or took cocktail mixing lessons from Cecil, or simply did the Robigo runs over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, simply doesn't cut it. After all, you wouldn't fly around the galaxy in the company of pilots, every one of whom was elite in everything, an admiral, and the duke, all at the same time now, would you? One notable achievement was from Canon Interstellar's LCU No Fool Like One, who, being part of the inaugural course of Grelic Studies from Arcanon University, managed to score himself a very respectable top A-star. Not to be confused with Sagittarius A-star. For those of you from the South Britain, an A-star is a 9. Unless you're old, then it's just an A. Or really old, and then it's just a pass. We won't mention the fact that he was the only student on the course, that he wrote the course, and the examination paper, or of course the fact that it was self-marked. Well, he passed it to a clone to mark for him. But we've seen the sheets he filled in, and can confirm that they contained the words he'd written. 10 on 10, excellent work LCU, see me after class, at the bottom. Needless to say, he's now the only person in the galaxy with this particular qualification and has stated that his next ambition is to study towards a doctorate in Thargoid Resin. Applications to join him on this course should be made to the Gnosis Student Applications Department, and the entry requirements are an A or above in Grelic Studies. In other news, as he's too busy studying and administering a course in Thargoid Resin, LCU has cancelled all lectures in Grelic Studies until further notice. Hutton Orbital News Live has a style. You're listening to it right now. 
It's a highly polished and totally refined mix of important political news, cutting-edge broadcasting, incisive scripts that make Commander Wotherspoon look, well, incredibly polished and accurate, really. All of this is achieved by a highly enthusiastic set of button mashers, known as the Hutton Orbital Tech Team, or HOT. You can't hear the second T, it's silent, but it's there and it's important. Anyway, at last week's ECM, we remembered that this was the first in-person that even the tech team had hosted since the retirement of Mr Cow from live proceedings. And of course, our own Commander Palantir, and as such, we'd need to pull a miracle out of the bag to get it all done. That's not to say we couldn't do it, but there was danger of being enough seams that we wouldn't be able to see where the content started and the seams ended. So, throwing together a combination of commanders, Litherbreaker, Vantion, Hawk, Wotherspoon, and guest sound supremo Little Grey, the crew attempted to hammer a radio broadcast setup into a room fitting multi camera. Roving reporter, radio mic head video feed to the galaxy and a whole room full of people at the same time. After a short debate, kidnapped Lave Radio's very own Chris Hand, as he knew which end of the virtual cable went from Vantion's foot dinghy to Grey's doodah in such a way as no one got electrocuted. And feedback is in from the day. Apparently it all worked. You can see for yourself what six techs and a Galnet news reporter achieved over on Hutton's Galweb channel. Or, as it makes a good title for a movie, in cinemas near you. Commanders throughout the galaxy have often bemoaned the lack of creativity by the Federation. You can have just about any Federal item as long as you like it in gunmetal grey. Okay, off the shelf they're drab and boring and militaristic, and commanders spend vast quantities of arcs, uh, that's the other galactic currency, but only used for nail varnish, paint and decals, on colouring in their federal acquisitions in bright colours. Or they tune into various streaming outlets on the Gull web to get free ones, including this very radio station. But pilots have been increasingly upset that the military themselves aren't making more of an effort. It's not possible to determine which bench of the federal military their capital ships are representing, nor which faction. But looking alone. You've got to fly close enough to read the designation, which is usually some random string of numbers and letters. Then open Wayne's Guide, the go-to military reference library, to find out all about that particular class of Farragut, which federal subfaction operates it, and uh, what the admiral in charge has for tea. By which point it has probably shocked you to itty bitty bits. So, the pilots of the Pilots Federation visited the Pilots Federation themselves last weekend, having salvaged a Farragut with a great effort that involved shooting up all of the heat relays, shooting off all of the shooty guns, and knocking out the jump drive. Then sticking on little plastic replicas, painting it in a style far more interesting, and then pushing it all the way to Shinrata using whatever ships they could lay their hands on, thereby discovering that Type 7s, 
with their enormous foreheads, are perfect for the job. The Pilots' Federation team weren't there. They'd headed off to Galcon or some such to talk about their latest inventions. The only person they could find was Dav of Dav's Hope, who was caretaker for the day. So they gave him the Farragut with, uh, what do you think about that? And a check for 200 million credits made out to a charity of his choice. Dav's response, we can't do that. We run out of green paint and then Beeljude wouldn't be able to do all those nice pictures of Thargoids. The reply, we could do it in mauve if you prefer. After a relatively quiet period, not that we could be really bothered looking last week, all is generally well across Hutton space this week. Seven systems are on the naughty step and we have two systems in need of truckling assistance. More on those stories coming up. Talking of change earlier, there's been no change in three weeks of the Wooden Spoon Champion. Once again, it is Hill Pass Sai. The system has rallied a couple of times, but once again dropped to the bottom of the heap, especially for Thursday, it seems, to 31. The system has a civil war pending, locking up a bit of influence, but it shouldn't stop you sharing the love and helping out. Next to last by a small margin is regular dol doldrum dweller Ross671 on 32%. There is nothing at all going in the system, and it's as if all of them have been served a massive dish of meh, and nobody can be really bothered to make any effort. Hard to move Epsilon Indy is keeping Narenzi's company on 36. Indy has, has a civil war, tying up a fifth of influence, but in Narnia this is a whopping 50%, as second and third place factions duke it out for a shot at the title. A smidge above on 37, run of poor form LP525-39 is sharing this particular naughty step with 36 Ofiyuki. Both systems have a minor war amongst the, the Osorans, but any assistance rendered in boosting cotton influence would be appreciated. But don't, you know, put yourself out at all, only if, you know, you know you're sort of going there anyway. Lastly, Haghole on 39 has just popped into the zone of concern to say hi, or so I'm assured. We have an infrastructure failure in Wolf124 where we have loads of large pads to accept your water purifier and power generators, but you'll have to go to a planetary surface to find one. Our home system, Alpha Centauri, shift, shrugged off its outbreak of blight a couple of weeks ago, but not before the economy took such a hit that it went bust. Truckers should lend a hand in supporting the bust by trading pretty much anything in large quantities. Mug and gin production have been particularly hard hit by the bust which is having a knock-on to the too hot, too messy progress. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have three systems on or above 60%, one of which is over 70 and we are expanding to some crappy backwater to find out next week where we've blundered into. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, lift the bust in Alpha Centauri. Believe the infrastructure failure in Wolf, Wolf124 and boost Hill Pass Psy and Ross671. And wow. relax. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking seamless. 
Now, for those of you that were at the event last week or watching it from the stage, yes, we are all sat next to each other with a perfectly set up bunch of microphones, thanks to <laughs> yeah, uh, Little yeah. Grey and everybody. But uh, no, we're not. We're back in the virtual studio this week. Um, well, I've just about managed to assemble my bit of it, but not in time to push the button. So I, I had to go to Amelia to say, help. Hi. <laughs> my computer's in bits in boxes. <laughs> Is it so still I've in bits? Managed- uh, well, no, I've got uh, one of three screens and a microphone and a keyboard and maybe a mouse. And that's about it. <laughs> Trying to basically emptied my house last week and sort of stuck it in the venue and then brought it all back and went, I think I'm too broken to put it back together again. At which point I'm in the doghouse because it's all in the lounge and uh, nobody can sit on the sofa. But what you're saying is you're trying to stream from a BBC Model B, yeah? Yeah, or a Master, or a Spectrum 128K, or an Electron, or a NES, or a Jaguar, or, or something. But um, anyway, yes, yeah, so, uh, Amelia, thank you for jumping in and um, saying, no, I'll do it, I'll do it this week. That's no um, And uh, yeah, we, we just about managed to go. And actually, it was quite interesting, because uh, some of you won't have seen how we glue the show together as well. Those of you who are in the room may have noticed that about 30 seconds before we went live, I was still typing script out. Uh, but but you will t- still take the script 30 seconds after we went live. Well, yeah, possibly. And actually, uh, we left the camera live, and we didn't mean to, with me scoffing half a burger while I was doing it as well, very kindly brought up by the manager. So it's, it's just like any other week, then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Just like any other week. But anyway, you, you may have seen this entire crew, as listed at the top of the screen by Amelia here, um, actually in person at the event as well. So obviously we had Amelia, uh, who... It was are you were mid middle of the middle of the table there? We had the apology officer next to you, or just on your left, I think. Yeah, because we well, were sharing a laptop. Yes, well, the, a Jura drive, please. A Jura drive, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, just and snap then, the keyboard off; it'll be fine. And then, and take out the fire and flossy. You were on the far end of the table, weren't you? I was, yes. Uh, and Litho Breaker and Chicks were on, as you faced it, the left-hand end of the table. Um, yep. And I was hiding somewhere at the back behind a desk, uh, trying not to perspire so, so much that I expired. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it happened. It happened yes. and it went. Yes. It was a thing. And, and I got to meet Bodhi as well. I thought it was uh, all a horrible dream. Momus, Momus Spaniel. Yeah. I got to meet Mooncake. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Mooncake wasn't too intimidated by she was, a, she was in her enclosure, but you know, I, well, I can see her. She had to be to keep us safe. Yeah, it's yeah. for your I mean, safety. <laughs> yeah, yes. the, the, the mixture of Mooncake the kitty plus Bodie the Momus Bog Spaniel plus Alvin the Hearing Dog was likely to be explosive, so it was yeah. probably a, a good thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was. I'm, I'm just going to say a, a, a couple of personal words first. Just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you so much to uh, everybody. I mean, they, uh, the helpers, the crew, um, to you know, Commanders Asylum and Morpheus and Litho Breaker and Chris and Little Grey and to Stephen Usher, <laughs> grandmother, yeah, and to in fact, just Manager. to everybody who turned up. God, yeah, uh, I'm going to forget. Good. Choose a I'm going to forget Mr. Names. Hargreaves, the metalwork teacher at school. Oh, yeah, yeah you can't forget President Mr. Hudson yeah. in the bathroom with the Ladies of the Light. Oh, yeah. definitely Mr. Ben. Mr. Ben. Rosemary, um, the telephone operator. 
Yes. And, and, and yeah, I was about to, Commander Commander Rivaldo even start. Yes, and then, then obviously those people who brought games with them as well and projectors and mounted their friends repeatedly in the bar. Thanks, oh. Rivaldo even star. Um, to the racing and Tizdar to, I mean, my goodness. I mean, we, we have said often that these events are put on by the community and there was no better example than turning up on the Friday and a whole... Oh, it must have been 50 people sort of walked in and went, do you need a hand? At which point, I think we just said yes, and stuff happened. I think I offered, um, but I didn't really mean it. Well, <laughs> Serves you right for offering. Oh, they, no, no, they, I didn't do anything. <laughs> but but anyway, it, it's, it's a massive, <laughs> massive, massive thank you to absolutely everybody who came, enjoyed themselves, took yeah. part, had fun, heckled Norman Lovett. I'm looking at you, Shouty and LCU. Mm. <laughs> to Tusk Naughty. Um, obviously, to, to special friend. Baz, wasn't it good to see Baz? Oh, it was so it good was. to see Baz. Yeah, oh, really. And Ali. And Ali. Well, yes, Baz and Ali, but but um, yeah. But but also, we hadn't, I mean, most of us, I think, hadn't seen Baz since since his uh, falling down and going <clears throat> bump incident. And oh, he got the biggest hugs from absolutely yeah. everybody. Um, it was it was great. It was really great to see Baz and Ali, but particularly. Um, you know, um, seeing Baz and seeing how well he's doing as well and how yeah. happy Baz is too was a joy. Um, well, in fact, everybody and, and, and Scorb giving out huge hugs to everybody it may or may not have been after a couple of Centauri Megagins um, <laughs> or may or may not have been recovering from a hangover from the Friday night when we finished too much of the beer. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, d thank you so much to everybody. I mean, I, um, I mean, there are a lot of very kind people sort of, Name name dropping uh, on the the forum threads, whatever. But I'm just a noisy person that, that wrangled the venue. It was put on by community for each other, and it was an absolute joy of a weekend. Um, it was awesome. It was. So it good. was. Oh yes. And, and we so also... many people, and I'd just heard their names before, and somebody went, "Oh, that's so and so." And there's somebody. First thing I did walked in, and you went, "That's Volcarius." Hello, Volcarius. Oh, yes. He did yeah. that to me, we too. finally met Volcarius. Yes, mm. it was it was awesome to meet Volcarius. And Woolies popped along, who we've raided so many times at the end of this show. <laughs> uh, and, mm -hmm. and, and I didn't actually get... I, there were so many people there, and I was running around so much, I didn't actually get to say hi to Woolies. But I understand he sort of flashed past me, waved and said hi at some point, and it was lovely to see Woolies. No, I, I got to say hi to him, because I, uh, I nearly ran him over in the car park on the Sunday morning. <laughs> well, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, who are we going to raid so, if you sorry. do that? We, well, we now slammed on the brakes just in case. Yeah. You know that um, in the car park and you know that Volcarius is when he's in the green room, his his mic's really quiet. Yes. Well, mm -hmm. it's not his mic; it's his voice. Yes. Mm -hmm. I had to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I had to say, "Oh, you really like that in real life? Can you speak louder, please? Yes. And, uh, speak up, young man. He, he did. Enunciate. Yes, some very interesting conversations and Volcarius. I have the video I told you about. I just needed a way to send you the link without getting caught by the police. Oh, there, there, there we go. Yes, we, we, we've now we've now met, so we we can comfortably yes. share videos. You know, when you've met somebody once, sharing videos with them is the dumb thing these days. Who's the it? Polish commander that was there? Uh, it's like lunch with an e. Link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a bit of a competition about who travelled furthest as well. Obviously, you know, Lenin had travelled um, over it's from parts foreign, and um, oh yeah, I mean, it, there was a competition about who went furthest. We haven't done the sums yet, but some, somebody went furthest to get. Is there. it about yeah. who, who went longest? 
Uh, I think that's tell, the because gave he came out. in from Hutton. It took, me, assuming, uh, it took me 14 hours to get there. Hey, I came in, I got to go in the London Underground twice. Oh, as, I know, and you think it's great. Uh, yeah, I did. I mean, it's a bit it's of a I, I didn't go at lunchtime, but it was good to enjoy oh, it. On, let me guess, you went from Euston to Paddington via Victoria, I've heard. Yeah, that was the way out. And the You're way not back, like halfway across the map and then back again. Yeah. On the way back, we got in the Hammersmith line and came straight in. There you go. Also known as the Hammersmith and Shitty line, yes. Yeah. Yes. But you got off yes. at Euston Square. And we got off at Euston Square and yards. walked down the street. No, you yeah. should have done that the first time. Well, we didn't do all. I, I still think I had the worst journey, though. I had to spend four hours in a car with Litherbreaker. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. I had to wake up from my little snooze to find a coachload of Czech tourists taking pictures of me. <laughs> well, for those of you listening to the, the live Hutton show from the event, we did actually, yeah, we, okay, maybe we may have embellished it a tiny bit and maybe you weren't wearing nothing but a moustache, but you may have been. Yes. He was definitely yes. wearing a moustache. A moustache and his Hutton flight patch. So I'm trying to think. The Strategic. Honest, Str- yes. Honestly, commanders I'm thinking of just now are Lenin, um, our Polish guy, Luke, Sophia. I met Lenin for the else? first time as well. Hmm? I met Lenin for the first time. That was the first time I met Lenin. Yeah, it's oh, quite, un- quite underwhelming, Lenin. isn't it? <laughs> Total legend Lenin, after everybody disappeared on the Sunday, we, we got the cars sort of loaded up because he wasn't catching a flight until later in the evening. Yeah, he and I stayed and loaded the the um, the, the orca, uh, my, my, my orca up with, with stuff, and then I dropped him at the airport in the in the afternoon. I ditched him in the uh, the bar Yes. Uh, at mm-hmm. about 4.30pm, and his flight wasn't until 9pm, so what state oh, he was on when he got on the plane, I have... And it, and it was one of these ones with a free bar, one of these lounges, so yes, I have no idea whether Lenin is still hung over or not. Um, but, I mean, just the day went by, for, certainly for me, in a complete blur. Um, Frontier turned up. They joined in, and this was one of this is always one of the great things about ECM is Frontier aren't there as panels, or I'm sure people yeah. did quiz them about the game, but they actually just got down to playing games, and they very kindly did a little sketch for us. Yes, um, which did sort of get a laugh. I mean, Arthur's acting. Mm-hmm. He, oh, exactly. he loves stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, of Hutton quality, definitely of Hutton quality. <laughs> no, um, it was way better and- than that. <laughs> yeah, well, a, a, a terribly tall Tom and Derin also joined him on the stage, and we're, we're pretty game. They definitely didn't hold up a roadmap to Axler at no, all on at stage, all. or mention power play at all. Definitely not. Um, and and yeah, then we, then we did the we had the Hutton live show. We had we had Dockers, which is always an incredible laugh. Um, <laughs> even if my voice had completely gone by that point and left the building. You still, um, you were still very good as Abbott boys. I still, yeah. That that one, I don't use my voice box for that one. I, I don't know what, where it comes from, but you've um, got your natural voice. <laughs> yeah, that's my natural voice, really. Um, and we obviously we, we had Zaphod Beeble, who was on on in chat earlier, but apparently his internets have misbehaved a tiny bit. Um, okay. But he was him and his uh, brother Spike were running the Artemis room. Uh, Litho Breaker managed to get a roving camera going. Yep. Which was a first for us. Very fancy. Um, very, very fancy. Uh, uh, there was, it was, you know, we had intended to put a, a webcam in that room, but 
I ran out of time. So he sort of whoops this mobile phone, a Jura drive out of his pocket and goes, I've got one of these. And then somehow the visuals ended up on screen. Uh, I have to say also the venue, my goodness, did they look after us. Um, and they're pet friendly. Utterly, so good. Super friendly, yes. super nice. And, Even to um, Bengal Tigers. Yeah. Even to Bengal They were quite Tigers. infatuated with, <laughs> with their actions. Absolutely. Who, who did you have? Who met the Bengal Tiger? Was it Vince and John from the front desk? Uh, I don't know. There was about three people on the front desk, and they were all uh, cooing. Yeah, it's funny that there was there was one person on the front desk all the time, except when Mooncake turned <laughs> up when they were 12. Yes. <laughs> I noticed that there seemed to be quite a few cat people among the staff. Mm-hmm. They were dirty cat people. Not, oh, not, cat, not that kind of no, cat, no. People. cat people. I mean, humans who like cats. <laughs> not furries. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. the, the big, big question is what is the grand total? Well, I was, I was going to get to that in a second because I've got to switch screens <clears throat> ah. and, and do some sums. But um, excuse me, my voice is going again. Um, highlight. I'm going to do. I'm going to do a couple of highlights. From so you pick one thing, and I, I know it's absolutely impossible. And I'm going to start because I'm I'm being selfish. Um, but for me, uh, Norm, when Norman turned up, I hadn't realised that the, the, the marvelous Vincent from the venue <clears throat> was. An enormous red dwarf, and not just a little bit. He can quote every line from every episode, including the later ones, which were a bit iffy. Um, and I didn't know this, but he just came out to ask me a question just as Norman was arriving. Excuse me for a second, my voice is going. That's better. Um, anyway, and so he came out to ask me a question just as Norman was arriving. So I said hi to Norman, shook his hand. I said, oh, by the way, Norman, this is Vincent from the venue. He's looking after us really well. This guy's eyes went like saucers when he realized <laughs> that I just introduced him to a childhood idol of his. Uh, and he saw tongues twisted. Uh, um, uh, nice to meet you, Norman. And then, yeah, I don't think he's going to wash that hand ever. He might, um, might have to. He'll, at least he'll have to wear a glove. Or, or wear a glove, or yeah, or, or something. But uh, in terms of my funny moments from the day, that that definitely uh, took the biscuit, and it was it was it was just a pleasure to see his face go. Oh, that's that's <laughs> yes, yes, it is, it is. Now calm down. Um, so that that was my my one funny highlight. Uh, what about you, Amelia? Did you have one thing that was standing out for you? Cool. One thing that would be very difficult to choose. Uh, holy hell. Um... Go to someone else. I'll think about it. Come back to me. Okay, the apology officer. Dockers Live. Dockers I Live. really enjoyed doing Dockers Live. It was a bit nerve-wracking because he gave me <laughs> a big part. I was playing Jack Soff a lot for this one, so I had to do my interpretation of Ben doing Jack's accent. Um, and I don't know how yeah. that went, but I had a great time doing it. Um, it was it was fantastic. Um, it's it's for those it's of you specifically that want to set see it. it up in a way that Ben would have hated. So I had to pick, I had lines all over the place. He'd thrown in bits of Shakespeare and all sorts there, and I was just like, oh, my God. But it was a laugh. Um, it, it was. And for, by the way, for those of you that haven't seen that performance, if you go to the Hutton Galtube YouTube channel, um, you'll find part one and part two um, with liberally with scissors applied, because Amelia and I tried putting it online and the internet said, no, it's <laughs> too big for the internet. We so broke, we had to apply we broke the interwebs. We broke the interwebs, but part two contains the Hutton and um, Dockers live. So if you missed those bits, do head over after this. Don't don't bail out on us. Head over after this to have a look at uh, the apology officer's stunning impression of Ben doing an impression of Jack's off a lot. Um, 
I so too can do a crappy Yorkshire accent. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so, Commander Chicks, if you had to pick one. Well, it's probably the uh, Friday night and the hammered lady uh, tipping an entire glass of white wine over Sinister Hedgehog's trousers. Oh, dear. <laughs> right. Um, was this one of the attendees from the uh, the wedding that did that? No, they yeah. were they were passing through. They'd been on holiday in Wales, and they were heading to Eastbourne and had just stopped the night. And uh, it was it was Hubby's birthday. He'd been sent to bed. I sensed the domestic had taken place, <laughs> and uh, he was in the room looking after the kids, and she was in the bar getting hammered, and uh, was eavesdropping our conversation about car tires. And uh, anyway, she joined us and eventually bought a round of drinks, came back from the bar with them, slapped them on the rather rickety table. And I saw what was about to happen, so I lunged out and I grabbed the two um, glasses of beer. And uh, I couldn't make the white wine. Priorities checks. I know, I know. Yeah. I saved and my oh, oh, for having a yeah. prehensile tail or, or something, yes. To, yeah, yeah. With which so to anyway, grab these things. Sinister Hedgehog had to uh, go and change his pants. Oh dear. He probably lives in Reading, I think. <laughs> oh, it was either that or getting humped on the grass by uh, Nocti. I, I don't think we caught that bit on, on camera. Well, it, um, it was over thankfully. so quickly. It was probably about three frames. <laughs> um, at the at the frame rate we had off the remote camera, possibly. Um, that was not a dig at the remote camera. It was awesome. But yeah, every now and again, the frame rate, the internet. Cause I think you were, yeah. you were on mobile internet there as opposed to our super duper one. Maybe. Uh, I was on hotel internet, which meant it had to tunnel all the way back out to the real interwebs and back in again. So, yeah. Mm. But and how about you, Commander Flossie? If you had to pick one, I mean, I can tell from one of the photographs. I'm, I'm guessing there was a highlight. But go on, you you go with you go with yours. Um. Yeah, I think my highlight was definitely meeting Norman Lovett. The grin on your face as he's got his arm around <laughs> you in that photograph is is something and to behold. And apparently. <laughs> I there was someone I can't remember who was taking the photos, but he suddenly said, "She's got a hand on me, bum." <laughs> <laughs> and you did, sorry. and you got caught. Yeah, <laughs> she know I haven't. I've got both hands on your bum. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a fake arm. Fake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the, that explains the uh, the face you pulled in the second photograph <laughs> and his grin. I'd imagine as well. Yeah. Um, but the the other the other funny bit, Flossie, we're going to come on to that one after we do some totalizer. Is also that it, we've now proved that you are more famous than than Norman Lovett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because, as may so. have been mentioned uh, d during the news articles, there, Flossie put her photographs up, and then there was somebody mean on the internet uh, no, uh, uh, and, and who decided that. that basically there were a pair of old people. I don't come to elite um, Facebook pages to look at old people. Uh, and recognised Flossie, at which point Flossie issued a slapdown, which has caused much hilarity. Uh, do go have a look at the Elite Dangerous Facebook group if you want to read it. Um, yeah. But then... Um, and somebody then said, oh, no, I really thought that guy next to her looked a bit like Norman Lovett. But we know Flossie. And it, they, none of them realized it was actually Norman Lovett. But everyone knew who Flossie was, which is just conclusive proof that Flossie is Pilots <laughs> Federation's favorite. The oh. most famous person in that picture. We ought to tell him that, you know, he's now met celebrities. I, I oh, but you didn't tell him. Yeah, yeah you didn't tell him I your didn't name. I didn't tell him my surname. Lister. Lister. Oh, I, I mean, how's he going? Yeah, relation. 
Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to write to him and tell him that Mrs. Lister was very happy. Dave's mum. <laughs> yes. Um, but he, we, we weren't expecting him to do a stand-up routine, but he did, and it made everybody's day. And, and Litho Breaker, before, before I ramble on about more great things that happened, what, if you had to pick one? For me, it's, it's not exactly a single moment so much as a, a single realisation. And it's, it's how much commanders are like cockroaches. Right, indestructible. Yeah, that, even yeah, when under the, the indestructible as well, but all you need to do is stand there and say, could anybody help me with? And one of them crawls out of the woodwork, appears and takes over the job. Well, yeah, it, it happened on just about every job as well. Yeah, and it, um, it, it, was, it was during setup. it was during the day, it was working with raffle stuff. It was, every time you needed to volunteer for something, you had three. And it's yes. just such a... Fabulous but not experience. just not just three willing people, three willing competent people. Yeah, they all actually, yeah, they brought skills. Yeah, um, and and yeah, I, I think I think I, th- I said it to Litho in a in a previous uh, chat we had offline uh, is, is that um, we sort of maybe or I sort of maybe underestimated the impact of not having Mister Cow and Mister Move there, but also on the retro side of things, not having your Babster and Mind Wipe there as well, and. Um, I think poor Stephen's a bit knackered and he may have pulled a muscle in his shoulder moving a monitor and all sorts of stuff. I I appreciate him so much because it's normally, you know, a three person job on that retro and we had more retro mm. than ever. Same as you it was uh, no, it, it's normally it's normally a you know, like a cow and move super job on the stage and I th- I think there was a realization that we'd bitten off an awful lot there and only by the hard work of other people <laughs> as you say the, the cockroaches but that doesn't sound right the the, the um people that just jumped up yeah. every time we said can you and helped I agree with you wholeheartedly mm. But uh, we hadn't expected a, a stand-up from Norman. Uh, we actually said to him, "Like you're turning up to have a few selfies, mate, and raise money for charity, and say a couple of words." And he then proceeded to do a, a full stand-up sketch. As a, it sounds like a warm-up for his um, his show he's doing in October. He was saying October is at Birmingham. Yep, October at the uh, at the XL. I think he said in Birmingham. Yeah. Tickets on so, sale now. So yeah, tickets on sale now. If anybody wants to go and see him. Unfortunately, oh. I missed it. Oh. Only well, absolutely. Each. Um, but if anybody yells for the mug from the audience, he's probably going to throw things after the experience we subjected him to. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, we didn't expect him to do it. It was great. And he was our raffle caller as well. And um, then posed for selfies in the queue for the selfies outside of the little shaky bucket. Everybody got to have a little private chat with him. Everybody was really good. They, they gave the person at the front a bit of space so they could have a private chat with Norman as well. So every everybody who wanted to got to have a little private chat with Norman without you know like a whole crowd earwigging. So a lot of people got the selfies. Um, first time we've ever done a group photo for ECM as well. It, it's we, we've done it at lave cons and all sorts. Yeah. We've never really had a, a group photo at ECM. Uh, the weather was kind to us. We had good <clears> light <throat> and we all looked we all looked lovely. Yeah, which which raises a point that uh, Vulcarius put in chat. Two other things that were um, unspoken and really helped. No litter anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that uh, everybody used their showers that morning. <laughs> yes, even the hot, sweaty person who was basically had a secret can of spray under the desk and kept spraying himself with it. <laughs> he knew he was expiring rapidly. Um, but yeah, I j- just I mean, the, the too many things to count. Now, Flossie, you've put up some photographs already on various Facebook pages, haven't you? I have, yes. And in the uh, ECM Discord as well, there are a load of photographs up there. If anybody else has got photographs, we would love to see them so we can share with everybody who couldn't be there. I mean, there, there were a couple 
uh, of people who, who got a, a message the day before that somebody at their office had come down with plague, um, nasty, nasty COVID flavor mods um, only in a couple of days before. And they dropped a message over heartbroken. And I have to give them absolute credit. They said there is no way we are risking coming to the event and maybe giving everybody plague. And we put it yeah. in the joining instructions. If you've got it, then don't. But the 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 integrity and honesty of the commander just said, no, there's no way we want to risk Ooh. this for our friends. Um, they were heartbroken not to be there, but what good behavior, you know? This was the first uh, Hutton event I've been to where I didn't end up sick afterwards. That's my number Yay! one thing. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what we didn't do? We didn't get a picture of the radio crew. I know, and I thought about it afterwards. Well, yeah. we've got a video of us. Yeah, we've yeah, got a video you. of us, yeah. Yeah, but it's not the same. We need to do it again I next know, time. I know, and I'm sorry. I had intended... We'll, I really just... We'll do it next time. We just have well, to do it you can see us across the top of the screen on Twitch every week, so just just use that. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you said it next time? Of course, there's going to be another one, right? Um, Dave, there's going to be another I, one, right? <laughs> going to be another one, isn't it, Dave? I mean, she's, threatening be me with pan. Right? she's threatening me with a pan. <laughs> um, right. With, right. Without question, I can Not say hand away. on heart, uh, absolutely, without question, absolutely, I am running ECM 2024. I'm going to say it now. Definitely. Yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave Con 2.0. Yes, as little grace yeah. <laughs> so for, for those of you that were there those of you that couldn't be there as well um absolutely are gonna run it now um I, I'm, I'm procrastinating getting to the grand total because it's awesome but um yeah i mean we've had a history over the years of moving it about trying to go north trying to go south and all sorts but my yeah. circumstances have changed a little bit such that being closer to home and being closer to sarah is is necessary um, but also with the amount that I'm having to haul and do for the event. And it may well be, especially given how well the venue looked after us and how well it suited the event and what a beautiful venue, that it's very likely. Yeah, it, it's very likely. And I'm, I'm so sorry to the commanders from the north. I, I have to put on an event that I can actually do. Uh, if I'm going to be doing it, and as much as all the help's great, uh, if I don't do my bit, it definitely all goes to bits as well. So it's very likely that we're going to be contacting the hotel and saying, would you have us back? And I think the answer from them is a resounding yes. Um, and it's also very likely to be at the same time of year. The only two slices of the year I have when I can I can work on the event are Easter or the summer. And I know some people have childcare issues and all sorts of holidays. Um, so, you know, I am absolutely doing one. It is incredibly likely to be much the same week next year, and it's incredibly likely to be at the same venue. Uh, I can't fault them at all for helping us so much. Mm. So um, if you're starting to look at your holiday diaries, that I am going to get information on that. I need to relax a bit first. I have to say, I think, I think having it in August rather than like LeaveCon in July was a bit cooler. Weather was still nice, but it was bearable. And, you know, that, that made a bit of a difference because... Last year was just crazy hot, you know, and doing it a wee bit later in the year was quite good. Or earlier in the year, like you say, Easter is another option. Yeah. You know, there, so there, is is a, there is a question I think I've just seen from um, Ivaldo Evenstar on the on the chat as well. We need to make it bigger and better. Well, bigger's not always better, Ivaldo mm. Evenstar. Um Whilst we do have an option on taking the second room where the wedding is to lock out the wedding there, our space in the event, there's all sorts of chats I need to have with the crew about whether we just do, you know, same again or we do try and make it bigger. I think 
with the amount we had to do, we there's certainly a little bit of room for more people. We were very blessed by the weather, so we could use the outdoor area. Um, I need to have a very strong think about making it bigger. I thought it was a great size, the event. Yeah. Um, but yes, you've got my absolute guarantee that come hell or high water, I will be organizing with the crew if they're willing to put up with me again, um, ECM 2024. And as always, the first thing we can do is shout for anybody wanting on lending a hand because mm. I can't do it. I absolutely can't do it on my own. So um, was there yes. anyone who wanted to attend who couldn't get a ticket? Um, no, everybody who wanted well, that, to attend and could attend was accommodated. We didn't... That makes me think that it's probably about the right size then. Yeah. Um, we didn't push it that hard um, yeah. in terms of promo, quite deliberately. Not we had a capacity. Did. We had a fire limit, which we didn't <laughs> hit, but we didn't push it too hard toward the fire limit. Yeah. Uh, because we didn't know what the weather was going to do. But because the weather was good, we could have comfortably accommodated loads more. There were about 30 or so people who were gutted they couldn't make it, would have loved yeah. to have been there, but couldn't. Um, you know, Mr. Moss Woodward being one because of family holidays, um, mm. a couple of sick, poorly people, those kind of things. So there are a lot of people who want to go, yeah, but we but could the, probably have still accommodated them anyway. The people density in the room was about right. You You never felt crammed you never felt that you yeah. couldn't get to where you wanted to go you had to dodge around chairs from time to time or take a slightly longer route to get to the other side but um, you could always get there you could get there if there were yeah. many more people in, i mean if i know what the file limit was and if we'd gone up to that it, it would have been a bit tight especially if the weather was bad yeah yeah so so we, we, we get to the, the other bit, the, the awesome side effect of running this event. Obviously, the, the event is run by the community for us to have a laugh, but there's a side effect to the event. Uh, it, we don't put the event on for charity, but what we say is we're going to use it as an excuse to raise money for charity. Um, so, yeah, I I've sort of have some numbers. and I, I'm, I'm going to go through the little numbers first, and, and then I might go through some totals. Um, the raffle itself just the raffle tickets between you all your generosity managed to raise three thousand two hundred and twenty five pounds and sixty six p just off the raffle the raffle was awesome the prizes were amazing they were really the good but for those donations how we got 66p at a pound a ticket it was because of credit card fees because uh, of credit card fees, yes, yeah, uh, because there were a few people who had to use card because they'd spent all the cash already on their enormous pile of raffle tickets. Yes. Um, the the next one was the uh, DAV donations because people were chucking in the tins, so we got to do that awesome presentation to DAV, and DAV on his own. So all the money we raised so that we could give DAV that uh, Farragut was two hundred and twenty pounds and a penny. Um donated by the community to charity just so we could give that to Dav. That's nice. We, we and he was had... made up when he got that. He nearly broke it, but he was made up with it. It nearly broke um, him, I think, as well. <laughs> we we then had the Norman selfie bucket, plus the uh, Norman selfie pictures, plus the dog tags. So the, the basically the blue buckets. Uh, I went to the blue bucket and sort of t turned it over thinking, nah, there won't be that much in there, and realised there was 800 and uh, thirty pounds and sixty-three p sitting in the, and that oh. included the, uh, the the online uh, payments as well for dog tags. Yeah. Um. So between the bucket and and the online payment for dog tags, there was yeah eight hundred and thirty pounds and sixty-three p. Wow. To add to the total, um. Then pre-event, people who just wanted to chuck money at the charity tin when they booked their tickets was another two hundred and twenty pounds. Are, are you doing the sums on this one while I've been reading it? No, no, no. So you know they don't no. listen to numbers. Yeah, you're up to six so far. 
uh, are we? Six pound fifty. Oh, six pound fifty. Yes. Yeah. So £6. anyway, £6. we do. Sex. Don't forget the credit card fees. So <laughs> before I before I go, and obviously then with the tickets, there was a little bit of padding. Now we did spend some money in the event, and we have to thank our sponsors as well. Our uh, Verity IT, uh, Jonas Event Tech, uh, HCS Voice Packs, and the various sponsors put money in with a strict instruction also to either use the kit they supplied or to spend the money on the event as well because uh, of course if they could have donated to charity they'd have just chucked the money in charity but so they they put in not directly for charity but so that we could buy the things that we needed to to fill the big cow and move sized hole and to make sure we had the bits and bobs we need to put on the event things like Beetlejuice books things like the lego models and the bricks for lego models but also our insurance the you know the you know basically all the costs of the event now the numbers i'm going to publish we do publish full accounts and i'm still working on the final numbers i've got to get an adjustment on the invoice from the venue and bits and bobs so this number is subject to a little bit of change but if it is it's going to be a hundred pound here or there if you know what I mean, um, we will publish the full accounts. But we, between everybody, the total in um, was just over £13,000. The total cost oh. was just under £8,000, leaving us a total, including the raffle money, including the donations and whatever else, of a hair's breadth just over £5,000. Wow. We oh, are wow. going to be splitting between our charities. That's nice. Awesome. And to put that Not in context, a bad day's work. the last time we ran this one in 2018, we raised, I think, £3,500. The last time we did the Manchester one was £4,500. And we've gone up, even though times are hard, and we didn't have any more people than we normally have at the event. Your generosity between you and our costs were higher. That's the other thing is we, we, we our, our margin on the tickets, our spare money once we've taken out the cost was actually lower because the, the venue was a little more expensive, times being what there are. So everybody, your generosity has, and I'm going to publish the full figures, so you've got chapter and verse on the details, raised just over £5,000 for our chosen charities. Fantastic. Which is proper awesome. It really is. Very, very yes, cool. So a big round of applause for all the people out there, the people in chat. As I said, um, I'm waiting for the money to come in, the final bank costs, whatever else. There will be small variations. Plus or minus teensy bits, but plus or minus teensy bits, if you know what I mean. The big number is is um, is all accounted for now. So congratulations, everybody. You are all so generous, and that's awesome. Right. Speaking of uh, big events... What, what's the space news this week? Space news. Space news. It's all been very, very moony this week, hasn't it? It's yeah. all gone a bit moony, moony. yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. one of them certainly went a bit moon-shaped. <laughs> well, starting with the positive. Um, was it yesterday? It was yesterday, wasn't it? I, I, yeah, it was I, yesterday. Yes. Yeah. I sort of watched it live, and it was um, I was doing my Buzz Aldrin shout-outs for the... Uh, vertical velocity and uh, altitude above the moon because um, hmm. we were trying to watch it on my phone having lunch. Anyway, India um, become, became the fourth nation to uh, to land on the moon. But, and the before we do that, I mean, oh, there we go. I was just going to say, Amelia's hit the magic button too. What's so, that? The first nation to uh, to land on the moon, South Pole. So that's quite a um, quite a, an achievement. And they've they've landed um, a rover, and of course, I think yesterday was the start of the lunar day, 
as we all know, the lunar day lasts 14 days. So they've got 14 days for these solar-powered things to do their thing before they go into 14 days of lunar night. Hmm. Um, it's, it's almost like they planned it, isn't it? It, it is, is isn't it? It's so yeah. lucky to land at the start of a lunar day. How, how, this how is Chandrayaan 3, isn't it? Because Chandrayaan oh, yeah. 2 is the one that went off a cliff yeah. because they didn't trust the um, trust the readings yeah. it was getting. And the, yeah, it, yeah, it went over a cliff and the readings went wrong. So I think that was Chandrayaan 2. It was, it was yeah. But the, they... the orbiter from Chandrayaan 2 is still the uplink for Chandrayaan 3, though. They just sent the rover this time, the bit that failed last time. Mm. Mm. Well, they did say they learned an awful lot. They'd learned so much from what went wrong with that. They were very yeah. confident that this one would be a success, and it was. It was. Yeah. Uh, it seems great. I know the you know a lot of the time the failures are just as informative as the the successes. Well, we always say as engineers, you learn more from your mistakes than you ever do from your successes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, absolutely. They are the, what the fourth country, aren't they, to now land? Yes. Yep. On the moon. I yep. take it that picture next to the the Indian Prime Minister. But to his right is like a representation or something. That's not the actual colours of it. No, they didn't have a roving camera. From yeah, I just breaker. thought I just thought a bit <laughs> the check breaker because... was not on moon. Yeah, I, I couldn't get reception. I looked I at I looked I at the colours. I, I assume the... you're talking about the the graphic that they used. Yeah, to I looked at the I looked at the picture and I looked at the colours and I thought, no, that's that's going to be a representation. And then I thought, hang on, this is India. It could be they've just painted it that colour. <laughs> I think. Um... All the moon hoaxes out there will be going, see, it's just CGI. Yeah, it's CGI. Yeah. Um, That's not even believable. It yeah, well, I, I is didn't that know. I, I, I also noticed that um, Mr. Modi, is he President President Modi there? He was just watching it with his really worried face. He and was. when it landed, he just pulled up a tiny little That's Indian flag. Despite having three massive ones behind him. Yeah, and he picked up this tiny <laughs> Indian flag and in a very, in a very statesmanlike manner. Well, yes. I think he was he was at the brick uh, gathering, wasn't he, in South Africa? Yes. So it was probably the little, you know, everyone. It's a bit like United Nations, where you have a little oh, national off the desk, off the desk, or the corner of his car, or the front corner of his car. That's a little yeah. massive block of wood attached to it as well. <laughs> but he was very reserved and statesmanlike, and just waved this little Indian Indian flag as well uh, when uh, he, he smiled. He but uh, congratulations to India on achieving that. It's also, and they're looking for water, aren't they? Because yeah. they reckon in some of the deep dark crevices at the south pole mm -hmm. they might find bits that the sun doesn't hit and they might find surface I think water something about the, the south pole's always in shadow or something the parts of it crater rims which is they finally found that place where the sun don't shine well yeah. it's <laughs> particularly troublesome for a for a solar powered uh, spacecraft and rover but uh well yeah. they've got they've, they've got 14 days of power mm. Followed by 14 days of extreme cold. The deep freeze. And they we'll see if don't it wakes expect up. it to wake up, but technically got, it could. If the power comes back on, it will reboot cleanly if the kit is still working. So they've yeah. they've designed in the expectation it might, but they don't think it will. Yeah. Right. So the the lander itself uh, it was called Vikram after the, the founder of the Indian Space Agency, hmm. ISRO. Um, Vikram Sarabhai. And the rover has got a, a name as well. It's called Pragyan, which is, I'm probably mangling that, but it's a Sanskrit word for wisdom. No, would you? Would mistranslated you to and from Scottish, yes. Mistranslated. Yes, it's been mistranslated to and from Scottish. I think to and from Sanskrit, isn't it? To and from Scottish and then into Sanskrit and then back to English. Hmm. And considering, well, I, don't speak, considering I don't speak two of those languages. 
<laughs> yes. But congratulations to to India on achieving that. And it, you know, the, the the science advances get, getting these things there is is uh, good for everybody on this planet. So well, yeah. well done, India. Um, unfortunately, the, the next one. Um, somebody want to introduce this one? Maybe slightly less well done. Well, yeah, earlier yeah. in the week, uh, somebody else had a bash. Um, you could almost uh, <laughs> you, uh, oh, shouldn't laugh. When almost you see, when you had... see <laughs> overdone or underdone, I think it's definitely <laughs> overdone. Well, um, didn't it launch after and take a shortcut to try and get there first and beat them to the South Pole? Well, it, well I was going to say, it's certainly a space race, and given... Uh, uh, this country's previous. They've they've been involved in that before, but yeah, I think well, you're they right. certainly got there first. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, the the Russians had slightly less success than India um, about four days slightly. ago. Yeah, where <laughs> their, their their lunar twenty five spacecraft sort of cartwheeled into oblivion. Um, She's starting to shake. Yeah. She's On the upside. On the upside, the, uh, the Indian rover might be able to get some pictures of the crash site. Uh, not from where they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, or bits of it. Depends on how far it's for across a, the a nice fresh crater. Yeah, the crash sites did look fairly close on the map, but then, you know, it's, yeah. it's a big map. It's, space it's is a big, big map. It's not like the little thing that the Klangers lived on, you know. It's, uh... yes, we should, we should get... Alec to do a little race in SRVs. Oh no, you can't land on the moon. Bother. No, you can't Otherwise, land on the moon. Yeah. Um, Dav once gave me an excuse like, oh, the curvature's wrong. They can't get the curvature right. And I thought, that's not why you can't land on the moon, is it, mate? <laughs> yeah. But, but um, so, so, oops, terribly sorry. No, you, you didn't. But better luck next time, everybody. Um, uh, moving on from space news. <clears throat> um, yes. We're making some changes to the show Of which subtle ones are happening this week And they're going to accelerate a little bit As we get our heads together We had intended to have a chat at ECM um, But we might have been a bit busy So we didn't um, But it was it was noticed It has been noticed by Alvin uh, A couple of things uh, number, number one, that obviously the, the, the enthusiasm for the too hot, too messy May have, it hasn't waned a bit It's hit a plateau, hasn't it? No, that and... was a Russian lunatic. Oh, yeah, that actually yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, definitely it, had to plateau. That, that hit a, <clears throat> uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's hit a hit a plateau. It's it's trundling along there. But we we realise that we as a, a team um, have probably not neglected a little bit, but maybe not injected the the vim and vigour that Hutton Truckers are known for in into the event in uh, in recent months. We've probably been a bit busy planning other things and all sorts. But um, so. Um, it was suggested um, behind the scenes on this radio show that we, we inject a bit of life into it. So the first step uh, Commander Chicks has taken, which is um, the numbers themselves provide a great opportunity for people to go get a drink unless their names mentioned and they forget their names and don't hear them uh, as well. So what we're doing is trying to find out all those things that happen when you do your mug deliveries, um, your interesting stories. So if you, the the, the pilots of the listening community, uh, are doing, and we assume you are, and uh, we want you to, uh, the too hot, too messy, we want to hear little stories about what happened when this one time when I went to go and deliver mugs, dot, 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 um, we can make stories out of absolutely anything. You, you saw that on stage uh, last this weekend. This one time in mug camp. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this one time in mug camp. I stuck a bottle of Centauri. No. Anyway. Um, 
<laughs> yes. Um, so we, we're, we're trying to inject a little bit of life into that. But also we're going to be looking to do some um, get togethers. Now, next week is a green room week, I think. Yes, Am I it right? is. 31? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'm going to sort of um, start as we mean to carry on by actually probably going to try and do some mug deliveries live while broadcasting. And I'm going to be taking my carrier to a bit of space where we haven't uh, had any mugs. And I'm going to be inviting where? people to come join us live on the stream. Um, maybe a bit of loading up from the carrier and we're going to find a bit of space somewhere and I'm going to have to ask you it probably means asking uh, Volcarios as well um, to help us work out a void in space where there's a few systems we haven't mugged and uh, Commander Chicks and we're going to attempt to do some live mug deliveries and mug loading up from certainly my carrier if not somebody's carrier that's got mugs on board Can we uh, decide next... I'm just thinking if, if we're going to go like three, two, fifty, three hundred light years we might need to decide and publish the day before, or oh, I'm yeah, going yeah. to be that, then Chicks just working on the, it all. Yeah. Well, there is that, but I was thinking if if unless people go on the carrier, um, they're going to be traveling an awful long way. Could be well, yeah. So what we, I'm going to be looking over the weekend and chatting to the team, yeah. and finding a, a bit of space we haven't done, um, and I'm going to move my carrier over there. So the um, the hot property. Uh, now, I'm not sure how many mugs and gin I've got on board, um, so I might need to find somebody who's got some more to come and either top up or um, to join in. And I'm going to invite the, the community, um, you guys, the, the, the listeners, the viewers, um, to come and join us live. And we're going to attempt to do a bit more live tracking, which is something we've neglected for a long time. Um, and we might do it live while I'm pushing buttons, or we might use the magic of Lithobreaker's magic ro roving camera. We we'll see. Um, or we would just connect it up to Chicks's ship while he's doing a few as well. Or we'll see. But we're going to be doing some live mug deliveries during the event. Um, the second thing that Alvin's noticed is that Hutton mugs are rare things. And they're getting more rare by the week. <laughs> 55 more rare in the last 55 weeks. Um, so we are going to be revisiting very, very soon the 10 mugs and 10 gin to be in for the win, um, because we reckon that's a little on the trivial side these days, because you're doing this week in, week out. So we're, we're probably going to set some some real challenges. Um, we don't know what the format that's going to be, but it, just advance notice, it is going to be changing. So if you haven't yet done your 10 mugs and 10 gin deliveries, yeah, get going and doing them soon. Well, I keep doing them anyway, but um, the qualification... Uh, for the Hutton mugs may be changing over the next few weeks. We will post up messages about what the plan is, but expect it to change. That's the plan. Well, they don't it's, go on trees. It's not going down, put it that way. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but on also on that note, and I don't know whether, Flossie, uh, behind the scenes, you were investigating this one about our winner. Uh, I've been trying to, but I've not got anywhere. <laughs> well, we 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 have a, a, a we do have a, a winner this week, though there are rumours they might already have a hut and mug, and if they do, we're going to have to roll it over and and um, find an a, an extra winner who doesn't that's, have one. That's not this but week's winner. Also, that's last week's winner. Also, last week has <laughs> already been drawn before, so yes, this week's so, winner has oh. ha hasn't had one. Come going to last week. And... They're going to get last week. Oh, anyway, we're going to work it out. But we're going to do. We're <laughs> going to announce them anyway. Um, yeah. Because they might not have a mug, and we can all give them a cheer because they've been awesome. Um, so, can somebody else take over for drum rolls and announcing for me? I got it. Um. So, Flossie, you want to announce this week's winner? You ready for a drum roll? Yeah. Okay. 
Or last week's winner? This, oh, this week's mug winner is, if they haven't already got one, Vicky! Commander Vicky. Commander Vicky. No favoritism. Hang on, you was your chauffeur. <laughs> There's no favoritism yeah. in this one. Yeah. Uh, 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 I might... Chelsea, Chelsea just gave me earlier one. Yeah. You, he put you in his side so, chance. So, didn't I didn't so, pick anything. You had goggles so, and a helmet on when you got there. I saw you. So Vicky <laughs> chauffeured you there and Chelsea gave you one. Right, okay. We've right, got okay. Woof. <laughs> Recently yes. gave her one. <laughs> Yeah, and and before we go over to the word of the week, we're also changing the the Hutton results. Yes, um, going forwards because um, we've realised that we've been mentioning it, or you've been mentioning names and mentioning decals, and, and we've got yeah. the stage where either people have got them already or they're not claiming them, yeah. and that, that wall of text, you know, the Just had a message. <laughs> the wall yeah. of text. <laughs> that wall of text. Yeah. He's, he's got two silver. He's, he's got, got one then. You got two. He's got one then. Right, I'll say it'll be Colonia and the, the normal one. I yeah. told them we already got one. So, another name that Shouty to, um, told me earlier. Yeah, we have a backup winner already prepared. Was... Do you want another drum roll? <laughs> I bet they've got no drum one. roll. No drum roll. No drum yes. roll. Yes, yes, no, yes, yes, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. I'm going to do one anyway. Our backup winner is Commander Willies, the the famous mellifluously voiced streamer, Commander Willies. You've just won a mug. And I think Willies broke broke his duck this week because he hadn't done any mugs until this week and he's done his full set. He's done yes. no, he's done forty three this week. He's in hundred and sixty fourth. Willies says the what now? The what now? Somebody wants to explain what, what he's just won. A I'll mug. Do that, the Commander Willies, you have won yourself. A money can't buy can only be one Hutton mug, a real life Hutton mug. Now, to claim your Hutton mug, please email I took part at huttonorbital.com with your name, your contact details, including a mobile phone number for uh, delivery updates, and a picture to prove who you are. So, something like a shot from inside your cockpit showing your commander name. And we'll get a mug sent out to you. Yeah. And then you can drink gin from it or tea. Uh, proper or anything, proper really. Woolies, Woolies Ninja there on, on yes, on, on the Hutton mugs. Well done, congratulations, Commander Woolies. Um but yes, the, the so back to the decals and the Hutton results. Yes, down the script. Um we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop doing that section of the show simply because we were just reading the same winners out every single week. Uh, but what we're gonna be keeping an eye out for is people who've done something exceptional. People who've done something standing out, people who give us the stories from Too Hot, Too Messy, or somebody who's gone completely above and beyond and got a really silly number. The truckeriest of truckers. The the truckeriest of truckers. And we're going to back back to what we used to do. That if you've done something truck worthy, um, you're gonna get a mention. We're gonna roll it into the statistician section of the news show alongside the hut and run results and the too hot, too messies of numbers and stories. Um, and we're gonna do away, but that doesn't mean we're firing the apology officer, no. Because we need. Yeah, sorry about that. Who, who would tell us the bad advert jokes? Exactly. Speaking of which, no. do we have a we'll word of the week? <laughs> we do have a word of the week. The word of the week this week is bum fuzzle. And what does that mean? It means to be confused, perplexed, and/or flustered. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Oh yes, I can. 
after a weekend of ECM debauchery, Rudolph is a bit bum-fuzzled this week. Nice. I've got to say, it's very onomatopoeic, that one, isn't it? Yeah. That's I next week's word. Something else, I think. <laughs> so you thought. Bum-fuzzled, not bum-fluffed. <laughs> While I've got you laughing, what do you call an anteater in a snowstorm? Jeff. You weren't laughing. A blizzard vark. Dave. Dave, wake up, Dave. Me, I'm sorry. I was bumfuzzled. I was totally bumfuzzled there. I was inserting things. I was inserting things into Flossie's bit. I don't want to. Yeah, sorry, that sounded rude. Yes, and now it's. Flossy with an update on the CG News. It's Flossy. It's Flossy. It's Flossy. It's Flossy. And the community goes. here with this week's CG News. <clears throat> there are no new CGs today, but hopefully there will be some very soon. But Flossie, 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 what about the CCCG, the communicated community call created by Commander Valkarius to bring Wang Quacker back online? Oh yes. Um, but, well, what do we have to do with that one? With absolutely nothing, and absolutely so, nothing has been done. And so, how is the progress going? I think it's going very well. Exactly as expected. So by doing yes. absolutely nothing, Captain Packers, yes, the CCCG is going brilliantly. We've got no news yet. Oh, it's done already. Oh, so Flossie, can you announce no. the end of the oh, CCCG? Apparently, <laughs> it has been done already. It is over. Congratulations. So well done, everyone, for doing yeah, nothing. Congratulations, Commanders, for doing absolutely nothing and bringing <laughs> Wang Quacker back online. That's brilliant news, Grace. Over well to done, you. everyone. And that's it for this week's CCCCG News. Blasty told you what to do. Well, um, do we have a goal net? <laughs> uh, we we sorry I saw that and I yeah I, I saw your message just as we finished it. It's the audio one. I mean, right, okay. So coming up next we have Beetle Spoon and Wother Jude with the Galnet News. Galnet News Digest, 24th of August 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, we look back at the history of federal presidential candidate Zachary Rackham. Criminals should not be allowed to run for federal office, according to Federal Times star reporter Brianna Blanco. And she claims to have the receipts to prove that Zachary Rackham is unfit to become president.
Now that he's standing for president, Rackham's affairs are subject to even more scrutiny than normal, and it's Brianna Blanco who has been leading the charge. In her article on Tuesday, she claims that Rackham has a criminal past, and that his election to be leader of the Free Galaxy could severely damage the Federation. Rackham's supporters have in turn accused Blanco of leading a witch hunt, and there's at least some justification for this. Everything Rackham has done for the last five years has been accompanied by critical commentaries from the financial pages of the Federal Times. Rackham first came to attention five years ago, in June 3304, as an accomplice of the infamous Don Antonacci. Colonia had been constructed around the misjumped Jacques Station, and the Colonia Expansion Initiative had led to numerous factions establishing a presence. However, none of them had a shipyard. And this was before fleet carriers, so none of the Colonia bases could sensibly be used as an actual base. It was Zachary Rackham, at the time a billionaire, who stepped in to provide a free shipyard at each of the Colonia bases, and it was Brianna Blanco who pointed out that this was almost certainly a dodge to hide the assets of Rackham Capital Investments from the auditors. A couple of months later, Rackham mysteriously won a billion credits in the Federal Grand Lottery. Could this have been a ruse to launder the proceeds of crime, or had Rackham somehow fixed the outcome of the lottery to ensure he won? His company sponsored the creation of the Herculean Machines Dura Drive, which can be bought at Cowper Dock in the Anima system. Rackham had become a big success in the Federation, but he repeatedly harked back to his humble origins as a trader in a second-hand sidewinder. The truth, according to journalist Brianna Blanco, was rather different. Rackham was, she said, the self-same person as notorious pirate Calico Zack, the pirate lord from outside the Federation who raided freighters and liners and who was successful to the point that pirate king Archon Delane began to see him as a rival. Rackham laundered the wealth he had pirated to set himself up as a businessman, and a very successful one at that. He established Rackham's Peak far above the galactic plane as a billionaire's paradise. Mixing with the cream of society, he gambled in exclusive clubs, and he may or may not have taken Onionhead recreationally. He owned Picasso's Guernica, having bought it from the infamous thief, the Winking Cat. In 3305, Rackham managed to use Blanco and the Federal Times to his advantage. A series of assassinations of key personnel of Rackham Capital Investments had been staged by a rival ex-pirate who wanted to seize control of the corporation. Blanco had been investigating the goings-on at the corporation, and when what appeared to be Federal agents came to the Federal Times asking for help in their investigation, Blanco shared with them all the information she had. But they were not government officials at all. They were imposters employed by Rackham to find out who was behind the takeover attempt. With the rebellion quashed, Rackham very kindly donated a large sum to the Federal Times in appreciation of their ethical journalism. In April 3308, Rackham, now promoted to trillionaire, began to strenuously deny that he was thinking of running to succeed Hudson as federal president. He moved to Beta Hydri, a solidly federal system, and began to claim that he'd been born there. Blanco pointed out that Rackham had failed to produce any citizenship documents. 
Rackham took over local industries and corporations, built a huge skyscraper and took over Cavanagh Space Frames, the corporation behind the Orbis Starport, renaming it as Rackham Space Frames. In May 3308, a year before the presidential election was due, Rackham announced he would be a candidate, but it wasn't until February 3309 that he eventually launched his manifesto. A populist, low-tax, high-spending ticket, encouraging the electorate to believe that they could all be as successful as Rackham. With the Just Like Me slogan, he achieved funding from his society contacts and secured an ex-Republican congressman, Harlan Turk, as his running mate. In the presidential debates, Rackham promised zero taxes for all except criminals, but he has entirely failed to explain where the funding for federal government will come from. His claim that he will make every single federal citizen rich and successful takes some beating as a campaign pledge. All this time, Brianna Blanco has been pursuing Rackham, trying to expose his non-federal pirate origins. Rackham, who makes donations to many worthy federal charities and who's a member of the Federal Intelligence Agency Oversight Board, has never had to worry about the authorities taking an interest in his affairs and it seems unlikely that the Federal Times will be able to change this. Seoul today has backed Rackham and has called for the Federal Times to be sued for libel. With the Federal election postponed until the end of the year, we'll need to wait a little longer to see whether the alleged Calico Zack Rackham will become the next Federal President, in spite of Brianna Blanco's five long years of work to discredit him. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. And now we segue from the rarefied heights of the Galnet News Digest to the rather questionable lows of the Galnet Rares Digest, presented, as always, by our very own Amelia Hawke. You are about to listen to Amelia Hawke. She tries all the galaxy's most dangerous rare items, so you don't have to. of the emergency tablet computers we used during the ECM and Beetlespoon's Oracle, it's a tech segment. It's not often that the tech in the galaxy is rare. I mean, it's everywhere you look, from the controls of your ship to your wristwatch, smart clothing, I mean, mine even talks back to me, uh, your toaster, and even the lift in your private residence. Most of the galaxy's rare items are either edible medicinal or industrial technology. Well, where would we be without technology? Bashing rocks together to make sparks and hunting our food with pointy sticks. You can't go anywhere without someone glowing or beeping or talking at you in sarcastic tones. 
So it's comforting to know that at least somewhere in the galaxy there's a piece of gadgetry and widgetry that's rare. And that's the case with the Dura drives. Some technology is designed so perfectly that it breaks down just one day after it exits the warranty period. That swanky new washing machine that even dries and folds your clothes nicely? Well, that will work for exactly three years and one day, then let out that magic smoke that tells you there's an expensive phone call in your near future. Not so with Dura drives. The product of eccentric tech squillionaire Rackham and the winner in a galactic contest versus a strange torque device, this hands handheld tablet is one of the most indestructible things in the galaxy. You can knock it, you can drop it, you can throw it against a wall. You can park your asp on it, smack it with a hammer, drop it in your bath. You can lob it out of your cargo scoop, scoop it back up again at full speed, accidentally feed it to, into your refinery, and you know what? It still reads your email. It still accesses Galweb and it still plays Aruka Crush perfectly. If you visit any planetary settlement, those terminals that are stuck to the walls containing juicy data but seemingly impervious to grenades slash laser fire slash clumsy ophery, that's Dura drives. The wall panels, stating that it's been two days since the last incident. Dura drive max. Just try it. Smack one with the butt of your rifle, or your helmet, or, or a boot. Dura drives are made from the same kind of super unobtainium and indestructium alloy as those little advertising projectors outside stations or navigation beacons. Not the ones you find crashed on planets, those are the old style ones and they broke a lot. I mean the new ones that you can't smack into without taking a lot of damage. So it's a tablet computer. It's totally unbreakable. I mean tr trust me I've tried. So why is it rare? Well, there's a good reason that it's not on general sale in large volumes or at reasonable prices. These things are so tough, it's likely your children's children's children will still be using them. They've attempted to milk the public through a never-ending range of accessories such as the bolt-on 3D printer, the detachable mining rig, the wireless settlement device turret, defense turret, sorry, and of course everyone's favorite, the Diamondback Explorer bolt-on. But the computer, it will outlast even the strongest lived of us and possibly even the powers themselves. When future civilizations find the ruins of humanity, as we are with the guardians now, other than some small walls and something that might once have been pottery, the only thing left still working will be a Dura Drive tablet. Galnet rares wouldn't be the same without the danger. so. A few important notes for you. Don't drop your drawer drive on your foot. It hurts. Don't swap flies with it unless you want holes in your walls. Don't crash into floating ones in your ship or let one out of your sight to get sucked into an engine inlet. Don't leave one inside your engine bay and drive off. There is no give in them. They'll just destroy stuff. Oh, also, never, ever, ever stick any body parts into the connecting terminal. The really powerful powers up everything, including the trolley jack for changing the wheels on your scarab, 
or the spotlight you use to highlight parts of the moon from two systems away. Not if you like them uncooked. I know the terminal port's just the right size for a finger, but don't be tempted. Also, don't install hooky firmware on it as it will brick the equipment. And by brick, I do mean literally turn it into something unusable, such as a house brick. I'm Amelia Hawk, reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest Knife. Stated, started using my really expensive Dura Drive as a frisbee at the beach, which is great until I realised I got sand in the connector port and now I can't connect my industrial strength hairdryer accessory. So I'm about to stick some tweezers into the socket, so you don't have to. Amelia? Yeah? Why is your hair standing on end? <laughs> <laughs> it's the new style. The it's all the rage. It's all the rage in the same system you buy Dura drives. Yes. Well, <laughs> I was going to ask um, Eli what he had to say about that, but it, it, well, shall I push this button or not? Is the question. <laughs> it, it just says F. F. Yeah. Fucking human. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot to say about people sticking sticking things in the driver, especially as he's probably the software installed on your Dura drive as well. But um, oh dear, yeah, don't mess with Dura drives. And a, a happy accident, unless unless Commander Chick, oh, was it Commander Chicks who mentioned? Oh, have we done that? Now, who said have we done that one yet? In, in the in the chat about the Dura drives, a happy accident that it happened to be the thing that. Um, um, what Wotherspoon was uh, talking about, or Beetle Beetlespoon on Wotherjude, we're talking about earlier. But maybe it's one of those things where you know the article from Galnet set off somebody's memories, and they went, "Oh, Jura drives." And then, um, yes, by happy accident, we did the uh, the session on that. But yes, they are indestructible. You could build houses Completely. out of them. You could probably, if Russia had built their rocket out of Jura drives, the moon would have moved <laughs> when it crashed. <laughs> They're that tough. Yes. And, and yeah, if India had built their lander out of it, there'd be a big crater now and a perfectly intact, um, a perfectly intact lander on that spot. Uh, it's still perfectly intact, but it's at least on the surface. They didn't they didn't make it go bump in a big way. Right. Well, that's it for the end of the show. So wow, mm. yay! Well, thank you so much to the crew. Thank you to Amelia for mashing the buttons. That's not a problem. Oh, uh, just on a side note, next week we have the green room. So. Everyone, you know, come along, join us in the green join room in. next week. That yeah. would be cool. Well, hopefully, we'll have people joining us doing mug deliveries who can come into the green room and say hi as well. Mm. We'll see you all in the bar on the hot property. Don't try and get to it now. It's two and a half thousand light years away from the bubble. I've got to jump it back. But that's why I've got a steam deck. Um, but yes, um, we'll be meeting on the bar in the hot property and then hopefully chatting to some of you during the show. Mm-hmm. Super. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, thank you very much to the Apology Officer for not telling us about the whole galaxy of stuff out there that needs to be echoed, tabulated, desalinated, <laughs> shugled, mitigated, exploded, launched, perused, motivated, evacuated, ejected, manhandled, 
all women all have women handled. and then smeared, emphasized, <laughs> emphasized. bundled into the back of a hauler, lazed in the face, snuffled flip-flop, mistranslated to and from Sanskrit, froth-chilled, mudgin, wrapped up with a pretty bow. Ah, shipped, yeah. shot, rescued, stewed in their own juices, battered and deep fried, dead, dropped, destroyed, bought, phoned in, squeezed, inflated, patched, liquidated, evaporated, smelled, licked, defenestrated, discombobulated, uh, and defenestrated, by the way, is the word that Arthur couldn't say. If you want to see that bit, look on YouTube. Uh, recombobulated, mutinied, finessed, masturbated, headbutted, eviscerated, raffled, enveloped, strained, fermented, murderized with an S, interrobanged, upcycled, violently downcycled, disallowed, reallowed after consulting VAR. Uh, especially if it was the England ladies football team, loved, adored, meowed out repeatedly like we were by Mooncake, raffled, <laughs> huge pile of raffled, cherished, probonated, and eventually cancelled forevermore. <laughs> and no, we're not giving you any fetching Hutton decals for listening to that list. No. No, Aww. okay. We'll have to do more than that. Had, had to do that bit. Um, we're going to say more. thank you. Thank you very much to the new upgraded has to tell a story every single week, chicks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're going to say, um, uh, OMG, she's gone the full PvP to Flossie uh, for swinging pans at naughty people. <laughs> and if you haven't read that exchange, please go to the Elite Dangerous Facebook group and take a look, take a look, because there is much hilarity to be had, and of course. To Litho Breaker for propping up absolutely everything. <laughs> the, the, certainly the stuff that I do and, and making me look less rubbish regularly. I only did the power and the data and some of the comms and the cameras. And it's almost as big a list as that latibulated, lick, defenestrated, and discombobulated list. Uh, uh, honestly, you, you owe Little Grey bigger thanks. Well, if he hadn't been there to do the sound it. system, you would have been shouting yourself hoarse even faster. Well, I, I have got a voice for it, but yeah, I, I, I don't think the, the internet would have heard me from there, although I could have tried. Quick question. But yes. Oh, go on. Would someone else mind doing the shouty for the mug tonight? Because I've got a sleeping mooncake well, next we, to me and I'd rather not die. Because we're, we're all a bit sleepy. Should we, should we just whisper a, a calm good night? Nice, nice. The mug. Do we need an alarm? Sleepy kitty, soft kitty. Because <laughs> no, mooncake's let, let, sleepy. Let Flossie have a good shout. Oh, go on, Flossie. Yeah. I'm on my shot. own. All right. Fuck. Go on, then. All right. I'll, <laughs> give you the, right. I'll give you the klaxon. Okay. I know, but we're going to be raiding somebody. <laughs> before we do that, <laughs> we are going to be raiding somebody. I had the klaxon once. I had to go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to sneak up on another elite streamer. All I'm going to say well, Don't worry, you've got the credits bit... and everything to go. So, you know, you We've you got the credits and everything to go. So hang around for the credits, and we're going to raid another elite streamer. Um, but remember the number one rule, because otherwise Flossie's going to come and get you. And we've now got proof that it's brutal. Okay? <laughs> so if you turn up on somebody else's stream, be lovely, or Flossie's going to come and get you. Right? Are um, you ready, Flossie? I'm ready, yes. <laughs> For the mug. God, can can we have a million back? <laughs> Journey too long, or cargo too small. Profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way 
We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere Loading all the teen out to the brim With the rest for the more For the more For the more For the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the more For the more For the more For the more Yeah, everybody's seen the trucker's song Flossy always seems to crash into the sun Skibble lies to pile it on the Xbox One Helping out the free, you know it leads us well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yeah For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the hunting trucker's song. For the more, for the more, for the more. You know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the hunting trucker's song. Give me a large path that I can land on And I'll give you cargo and sing you my song No point twenty-two light years to go Cruising to what No twenty-two long No cargo too small The profit margins never really mattered at all Gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere. So shout it out loud, like you don't even care for the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the and chuck us all for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the and chuck song. Well, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Seamless.